What's up, world? Welcome back to Authentically Us, the podcast where we talk about what it means to be authentic in everything that you do. I'm one of the hosts. I'm Conroy, and we got the main man here, Antonio Morton, on the podcast. Some call him Tony. Some call him Tony Bull. Tony, just say what's up to the people. Let them know how you're doing. What's going on, on y'all? I actually go by Tony the Morton. Get it right, Conroy. Come on now. <laughs> Yes, Tony the Morton. Also, shout out to MSW Media. Also, guys, before we even go further with this podcast, go to our link tree um, on our Instagram, on our show notes, and we have merch. So buy some of our merch. You can see some of these t-shirts we got. Um, We got some new stuff coming as well. So support us. Also, give us a rating, share us, and let us know how we're doing. But without further ado, guys, we got another Real Talk. A Real Talk today. And Tony, what are we talking about? Yo, we're talking about our fitness journeys and what they look like and what we hope they uh, look like in the future. And without further ado, let's get into it. Let's go. So, Tony, let's talk about our fitness journeys. Um, You know, and because... You know, we were talking a little bit before of like how we should word this, but I think it, it truly is a journey um, because fitness, I feel like, is a never ending aspiration to be the best version of ourselves. So talk a little bit about your fitness journey um, and what it has looked like over the years. Um, yeah, man, uh, it, it's definitely been a very long and strenuous process going in and out of like. Yeah, I'm I'm working out. I'm dedicated, motivated. My diet's right, and sometimes I'm just like I don't really care, <laughs> and and so that's definitely led to a lot of like yo-yo dieting and just a challenge to uh, stay fit. Uh, I think where I get uh, kind of frustrated is I know I can lose the weight. I don't know that I can keep it off and stay consistent um what about you mr athlete olympian uh trial guy (laughs) you know what it is a journey um being an athlete it was a little bit easier but i would say even in college i that wasn't i wouldn't say college because college i feel like our metabolism was so fast that like we can gain and lose weight as men, I should say. Let me be clear. As men, we can gain. You. Lose. Let's be really clear. Tony, you. you you lost a bunch of weight in college too, just from being consistent. Don't be don't be funny. Bro, that that wasn't in college. I got the freshman thirty. Come on now. <laughs> no, I lost all that weight after college with okay, my brother fair. in the gym. So no, that's fair. That's fair. I will not accept that. <laughs> well, I would say you know being an athlete. Um, I think the first time you go to college, it is like, oh, crap, I have to eat on my own. So I'm going to eat everything that I like. <laughs> That's where that fifth, freshman 15, freshman 30 come in. And uh, I definitely had to watch it. You know, in high school, I used to eat ice cream every night and I loved it. And then freshman year, I could kind of do it. And then after my freshman year, that was it. That was the last time I could do it every night. Because that year, I remember coming back into my uh, sophomore year, even my junior year, trying to do that ice cream diet I had. And I was like, ah, dang. Well, that was good why it lasted. Because I came in a lot heavier. And I had to lose the weight 
um, and it wasn't fun. But I would say the journey for me has gone up and down. You know, out of college, I was probably in the best shape of my life, you know, run, after running track um, and really dieting, trying to make nationals. Um, and then I would say then when I started playing rugby and I was playing with the U.S., I was in like a weird place with my body where I was like strong, but I didn't feel fit um, or like, I don't know. I didn't feel like my best version of my body because we were working out so hard and eating so much to try to replace. And I just wasn't used to that. Um, and then 2020, I gained all this weight just from being home. I was working out, but like I was home, I was sitting down a lot more. I was eating a lot more. I was eating whatever I wanted because everything was open. Like when I could go get it, like I could just order it or, you know, drive to a place with a mask on and, um, <laughs> go get it. So I gained all this weight and then I realized, you know, I had this gluten allergy and then dairy was starting to act up a little bit more. So it's definitely been a journey and it's actually been harder to lose that like COVID weight than I thought. And, you know, some of us trainers, I'm a trainer now, we go through those fad diets and I would say fad diets work for instant gratification. If you have like a, a wedding, if you have a vacation, if you have something you want to look good for in a very short time. Yeah. A fad diet will work. But what you said is exactly, I can lose the weight. How do I yep. keep it? Yeah. And, and like, that's my, was my biggest struggle Cause I did keto twice and lost the weight real quick. Um, but, um, keto isn't sustainable, nor is it like healthy for long term. Yeah. And when I came off of keto, I didn't have a plan to how am I going to eat after keto. Mm. Um, and so I just went back to the same old thing and I gained even more weight. And yeah. so um, right now I'm at the heaviest I've ever been. And I'm trying to get back down to my goal weight of 160. And it's daunting. So mm. um, how but, does that make you feel? You know, you know, seeing that that yo-yo, you know, losing the weight and then now being at the heaviest you are, like, um, yeah, how does that make you feel? upset, like, because I know I can do better and be better, um, and I also know that, like, my my health habits are going to be passed down to, to my children, and so if I don't get it right now, like, I, it would be foolish for me to think, oh, Clay's not going to be like this if I don't change. Uh, and so it's like really frustrating. Um, you know, I I just don't know what it's going to take to stick with it. And that's kind of my question for you is like, what has kept you sticking with it um, uh, all these years? And what would you say to someone that wants to get started but feels overwhelmed with where they're at? Well, on the latter question, I would say just to start somewhere. And and that could be as simple as um, taking your dog on a walk or just going on a walk and then maybe going a little bit further and making that a little bit consistent. consistent. Um, I would say to answer your first question. Oh, and, and on secondly, on that second question about, you know, how could somebody get started is do something you like, first of all, because like if yeah. you don't like it, you're not going to do it. So whether that is going to the gym and lifting weights or doing cardio or dancing or walking or 
rollerblading. Do something that you like. Let's start there. And then you can add these other things. Um, that, so I would say that. I would say for me, what has kept me consistent was um, having something to train for. Mm-hmm. And I'm actually nervous for the time when I don't have something to train for. And I'm not really looking forward to that. Or maybe I'll just have to make something up or just continue doing different things. You know, um, college, obviously, I had track. Out of college, I had rugby. Um, now I have random rugby tournaments that I do. Right now, I'm training for another tournament. Shout out Roots Rugby. Um, I did a half marathon one time, but I like running and that's not everybody's story. I know that's not your story, but I think for me, what has kept me and I think it's cause I'm an, I'm athletic or I'm competitive where I need something to train for. So whether that is another half marathon or whether that is a fitness challenge, I think that has kept me consistent, um, kept my athletic uh, competitive nature and has kept my diet in check. Now, the hard part I would say for me now is now that I'm gluten-free is now figuring out a whole new world of how to get the nutrients I need and also the nutrients that taste good because that's the that's the hard part. No um, more Rosalie's uh, cheese stick. You know, I'm not celiac. At least I don't think so. So <laughs> if I can eat, I will still eat gluten and I'll just suffer afterwards, <laughs> especially when I come back home. I, I have to get those cheese sticks. So, but I would say for anybody who's listening to this, um, even for you, Tony, like start with like I know you like working out, right? So start with that and just show up. And I think that's the hardest part. I think people just were like, oh, I don't want to do this. I don't want to be sore. I don't want to just show up. And maybe that day you do two exercises. But you showed up, you went to the gym or you worked out at your house or you turned on a fitness thing on YouTube. There's plenty of resources now that you can get workouts for free, um, like on YouTube or even like if you have Apple, you can you can use that Apple Plus for, you know, a limited amount of time. But just something to get you going. And then maybe you're not motivated by yourself. So maybe this is the time to put your money where your mouth is and maybe sign up for a gym that has classes or a personal trainer or a Peloton, something that is going to keep you accountable because now you put money into it, right? And not just because I'm a trainer and I work at Orange Theory, but I do think group fitness is amazing. But I just think when somebody puts their money in it, it's like, oh crap, I got to show up. Like one lady told me today, only reason why I came today was because I didn't want my $12 cancellation fee. And if that was your motivation today to get here, I'm glad you're here. Right, right. I'll do the rest. You just show up. Yeah. Um. I had this running joke with Laura, my wife, that when I don't go to Planet Fitness for an extended period of time, that I'm donating to them instead of using my membership. So... Let's not donate and use our members. You know, I actually saw this article about gyms like Planet Fitness where they have really low cost that they kind of bank on people who don't use their membership. So they have a low cost and they actually have way too many members that if everybody came to the gym that that has a membership, they wouldn't be able to fit. But they actually bank on the people who don't come because it's such a low cost that they'll forget. And over amount of time, and it takes so long to cancel. Like you got to go through all these yeah. processes. You got to go into the no. Yep. Just let me cancel. So they they bank on they bank on people that like don't show up who donate. So <laughs> if you don't want to donate, just show up. Yeah. Just bring an iPad and just hop on that bike. 
hop on the treadmill and you don't have to go fast you don't have to it's just like one thing i one thing i like about fitness that has helped um you know being in college being an athlete you know we have off days so we would train and we would have an off day i think one thing i had to re focus in my mind was that fitness is also meant a mental health exercise for me because when I don't work out I don't have time to just clear my brain actually now when I work out I don't listen to music that much I actually listen to podcasts I listen to audiobooks um, to help just get more information in and sometimes I just go and I walk because I know just being outside, breathing in the air, getting sunlight, sweating a little bit makes me mentally better. It makes me a mentally better person. So I say, obviously, for your, your fitness journey, work out, but also for your mental health. It's going to change your life for sure. So so to, to me, it seems like you've always been driven and it's always been easy for you in your fitness journey. Talk to us about a time where you couldn't work out or you couldn't play sports how did that affect your mental health and how did you overcome that i think about in high school um our freshman year and i talked about this in an earlier podcast where i was i was really good at football freshman year in in our junior high school i tore my meniscus it was the first time we got turf at our high school we had a big game there and it was amazing because we're like Oh, we get to play at the high school turf field. Tore my meniscus. There was a bunch of knee injuries that year too. So turf and football should not go together. But um and I couldn't I couldn't run track that year. I couldn't play basketball. And I just had to rehab. And that was also a time in my life where I was like trying to figure out should I should I do this Jesus thing or not? So it was a really weird time in my life where I was going through a lot and it sucked. I remember in another time in college where I, I strained my hamstring and obviously I was a track athlete. So I had to run and I couldn't run. Um, even right now I have like a little injury just from training and it's just like, it sucks <laughs> for me. It's, it's more mentally taxing, but I, over the years I found ways to still be able to go work out and sweat and still enjoy it. Even if I have like a little injury or, um, something has sat me down from like, going as high intensity as I wanted. Like right now I have like a little leg injury, but I can still go in and do upper body. I can still um, go in and ride the bike and stuff like that. So just finding ways to still sweat, even if it might not be ideal, I think is is what kept me motivated in those times when I couldn't work out. Right. That's good. I did want to, I did want to ask, um, you mentioned about not wanting to pass bad habits down, bad uh, physical habits down to your, your, your children. Talk about like what working out looked like in your family. Like, was that even a thing growing up? Like, did you ever, did your family ever talk about it? No. Um, the, the most exposure I got to working out was gym class. Um, I, I actually got really poor eating habits from my mom, like bunch of processed frozen foods. Um, like she did not cook um it was stouffer's lasagnas um you know hamburger helper hamburger helper hot dogs food that you know i didn't starve but it wasn't healthy mm. and um it wasn't until college that i was like oh things need to change mm. 
Yeah, I would I would agree. Um, no one really. I can't think of. I can't think of any of my family. I mean, some of my uncles and cousins, yeah, they were athletes, but I guess my grandfather did have like a bench in the in the basement for a little bit. I don't think we were friends yet, but my grandfather had a bench and maybe an elliptical at one time and then we eventually got rid of that. But you know, and that's the problem I think with the black community. Um I know you were talking about your mom, but I'm sure your dad didn't mention anything about it either, but I just feel like growing up where we grew up and you know you being mixed me being black that uh fitness and health journey just isn't a priority you know it is about food and about those easy meals sometimes um like you don't see people outside walking that's why i love being here in san diego you get to see people out here walking walking their dogs um walking at the beach talking to people going on jogs and like the only people you saw doing that in our hometown were athletes or ex-athletes or coaches and i don't know i mean obviously there are people who work out but i'm just like it's just not a priority and i wonder why yeah i mean especially like in the black community like you know we are so at risk for a lot of health issues yep that could be uh prevented if we learned how to diet right and exercise yeah that's so interesting. You know, like we talk all about how our food is better. <laughs> um, and, you know, uh, there's this one lady. Oh, my gosh. Her name just slipped my mind. But essentially, she is kind of rewriting it. She's making soul food. Um, but she's a vegan now because she had to become a vegan. Oh, my gosh. What is her name? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look it up. But essentially, um, she had to become a vegan because she was having uh, brain headaches. She was getting headaches to the point where... Uh, she was going to the hospital and she, she was going to the hospital and eventually she like, I think her family had like a case of MS. So she was like, okay, I'm going to try to be a vegan. And that completely changed, uh, her, 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 her world. And that's Tamitha Brown, uh, Tabitha Brown. And I just feel like in the black community, we, we, we talk about seasonings. We talk about, you know, chicken and, uh, mashed potatoes and macaroni salad and you know what somebody told me the reason why that we you know you know we have chicken on sundays is because that's the only time that the slaves could get chicken and i think some of the reasons why we eat the way we eat goes all the way back to slavery and i think that needs to be rewritten we can still have food that tastes good but like what's good for your heart what's good for your arteries how are you yep. going to pass this on to your kids? Like healthy habits that you can pass on to your kids, um, I think is is so important. And it's doing the research and not allowing other people to tell us what works. Because like what works for me might not work for you. Right. And I and I think that is it's an education thing. And I think we can do our education right now and and figure out like, hey, what are healthy foods that are good for my body? Yeah. So it just takes some time. Yeah, that's good and. Well, and and I think partly it's like, I feel like the black community, they don't trust doctors. Um, (laughs) Like, and for good good reasoning, right, given the history. But it's like, if we don't have the black community, like going to doctors, getting regular checkups, um, they don't realize all the health issues they have. And because they don't know, they can't fix it. 
Because knowledge is power, but without the knowledge, we're powerless to make changes. And you know what? That's why I think having black doctors is so important because yes, there's nothing like having a person who understands and gets you. And not right. saying that white doctors can't, right. but there's a comfortability that you have when you see a person who looks like you in a much uh, esteemed position, I think is is key. Well, and, and making sure they also have thorough knowledge of what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was listening to uh, a podcast like two weeks ago, Tim Ross and Jackie Hill Perry. And they were saying how, like, so often we're, like, support black businesses. And they were, like, eh, not always support quality. And and I think, like, we got to do better, like, not just going to a black doctor, but making sure that they are, you know, highly recommended and know their stuff. You know what I'm saying? 100%. You know, even now, like when people come to me and ask me for personal training, I don't do personal training anymore, but I know people who do. And I always try to put on my friends, especially my friends who are black, but I also right. know some black trainers who are not good. So like, if you were to be like, if you lived here in San Diego, right, Tony, you're like, Hey, I want to work on this. I want to do weight loss. I have this beach vacation that I want to get ready for or anniversary or whatever i'm like i know exactly the person you should go to because i think it is great to support black business but it's also great to support quality black business and that even goes in the fitness realm like i try to be the best you know fitness coach that i can be um and i especially try to give shout outs to you know the people who are black because the hard part about fitness and the industry that i'm in group fitness here in san diego it is not it is not uh, how do I put it? When you walk in, it's not necessarily going to be the most welcoming place for a black mom who has two kids at home who just got off work and trying to get her workout in. You're not going to see a lot of people who look like you. I remember when I first started in the industry, I would go all day and not see another black person. And I'm like, what is the, what is the problem? And <laughs> right, right. I think that is, that is one of the things that we need to be better at, and it could be just the area I'm at, right? I'm in San Diego. It's not the, it's not the. I wouldn't say it's the most black area. It's pretty diverse, but I think just getting quality black businesses, black trainers, black nutritionists, quality that right. can put other people on, I think is a huge, um, a huge opportunity that we can that we can capitalize on. Yep, completely agree. So. If you are a black trainer, black nutritionist, give us a shout out. We want to interview you. We want to have this conversation with you um, and just just give awareness because I think that we are, like you said, we are highly susceptible to hypertension, obesity, diabetes, all these things just solely because our skin color, first of all, genetics, and then sometimes the way we were raised. Um, and I think we can just do better. We can do better. Absolutely. What another great episode of Real Talks, y'all. We got to talk about something I'm passionate about, something Tony is passionate about. Right, Tony? Oh, yes. And trying <laughs> to get more consistent. You know, one thing that Tony and I, we do, we do these competitions on our watches. Stop. Um, don't, don't do this, dude. And you know what? I beat Tony every time. But what I actually, the reason why I keep 
agreeing to these competitions is because when we do it, I know you're working out at least for that week. So I'm like, right. I'm going to say yes. And I'm just going to monitor him. I'm not going to, I'm not going to like get on him. Tony didn't work out, blah, blah, blah. I'm just going to say, okay, I see you. And I think that's a good place to start too. Right. But you can also get on me. All right. Y'all heard it. I'm going to be on his head. I'm on your head, boy. Well, y'all, again, another great episode. Um, give us a review. Give us a rating. Share this episode. Tell your friends. Tell your mom and them. And if you know a nutritionist or a fitness coach that we should interview, let us know because we want to get them on the podcast. And until next time, be authentic in everything that you do. Peace. Peace out, y'all.